You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Friday. Christopher Amoruso. And Deborah Wilson. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Paws Pet Talk Radio. Do you have anything uh, special planned? To- oh, wait. Let's give a shout out for today. In the studio, we have little Stella Blue. Stella Blue. Yay! The lovely Daniela. Daniela. And we also have a special guest in studio that's sitting in with us today, all the way from Alabama. That's we right, ladies Dwight. and gentlemen. It's, it's Dwight. Yay, Dwight Norris from Blountsville, Alabama, ladies and gentlemen. But he's not just any regular guy. This gentleman has been into animal rescue and animal activism for over 30 years. He runs a 144-acre sanctuary in Alabama. He's got everything from baboons to ostriches to cats to dogs to koi to uh, emus. And he's been rescuing for a very long time. He is very earth conscious. He's a vegetarian. And he's an all-around sweetheart. We love animal rescue. So, Deborah, oh, man, I have to tell you, the complex where I live, a um, water main pipe broke. Mm-hmm. And can I tell you how rough it is? I can Without smell how rough it is. Ah, uh, I knew you weren't going to have to go there. <laughs> where do, where listen, else was I going to go? It's so difficult. And you realize the, the simple things in life, just turning on a faucet and just getting some water and rinsing your hands off. It's just, it's unbelievable. Water is life. Water is life. Well, okay, well. You know what? I'm going to get by today because we have a great show today. Mm-hmm. We have pet fly giveaways. Yay! Give us give a hand for the pet okay. flies. We- and remember, we ran out of time last week, so we will give away um, last week's gift, uh, which is the Pet Safari Pickup Pals, mm-hmm. which is great. We'll tell you what those are later on. We've also got our stupid human tricks, and I will address Miss Karen Watts. Hi, beautiful goddess. It's so glad. I hope you're listening again, Miss Karen. It's Deborah here, and we are going to address exactly what you said about stupid human tricks. We'll talk about that a little bit later, too. So we do listen to our listeners, as well as our listeners listening to us, and uh, we'll address it on the air. And this week's special guest that's going to call in our big star, Mr. Joe Montaigne. We're going to be talking to Joe about his uh, his dogs and his cats. Joe's a good friend, and i got to tell you, one of the nicest guys. We talked about this last week also. Uh, Joe and Henry Winkler, just a couple of the nicest guys in Hollywood. Gracious, gracious. Yeah. Real Hollywood gentlemen. Real Hollywood. So what do you have planned for the 4th of July? Um, well, we're going to be hanging out and doing a couple of barbecues. Dwight is here from Blountsville, Alabama, so we're going to hang out and go to some barbecues on Saturday and Sunday and... Just kind of chill and relax, you know, because he is basically the, the person who runs the entire sanctuary himself. He is the one on the premises 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So he's a hardworking man who finally, after 17 years, decided to take a little bit of vacation, came to visit me. And um, although he's still a little bit worried about the critters, I'm going to take his mind off that with some some barbecue. And, and again, vegan and vegetarian friendly barbecue. Vegan barbecues. <laughs> and people. People, be responsible pet guardians this year. Do not leave your dogs, your cats, any kind of animal that you have. Do not leave them outside. Put them inside. Close the doors. Close the windows. Put the radio on. Distract them because those loud booms, those firecrackers fireworks, and things, will absolutely. drive them nutso. 
Um, yes, and either pets have the, or like I said, companion animals actually have the tendency to either get riled up by it or be really, really afraid for it. Either way, it's traumatic, and it, it really is not good. Well, you know, Stella Blue is, my, my dog Stella Blue, the Chinese crested, she's 12 and a half now, and she lost a hearing about a year and a half ago, maybe. And still, on the 4th of July, she still feels those thumps, and it's just, it's very nerve-wracking to them. And she shakes, and she'll sit in the corner, and, um, you know, so it's very, very effective and, and very stressful to the animals. So please, please, if you if you can be with them and you can, you know, cuddle with them at that time, um, you know, it's something that you need to do. Because Absolutely. Because it's, it's very stressful. Okay, Deborah. Are you going to do, is that, was I, that your stupid human trick? No, my stupid human trick, I'm going to. Okay, I, ladies and gentlemen, here we are back with our stupid human tricks. And uh, for those of you that never hear this segment, stupid human tricks is basically about, not so much about David Letterman's animal, you know, stupid animal tricks. It's more about the stupid things that human beings will do. The basically stupid things that human beings will do to other sentient beings, whether they be companion animals, someone else's animals, or things that they do where they're just not thinking. And when you're not thinking, that makes you stupid. Well, the, the, the basic thing here is that it comes down to common sense. Mm-hmm. Most of them are common sense things. Um, okay, so Here's one that really bugs me, and I see it all the time. As a matter of fact, I saw it yesterday again. All right. Pets riding in cars can be dangerous, and pets riding in the back of the pickup trucks, which is the all-American picture. You know, you got the, the, the truck driving down the dirt road with the, the pickup truck with the dog in the back. Okay. It's estimated that 100,000 dogs die every year from riding in the back of pickup trucks. Wow. That's okay? astronomical. That's, just, that's outstanding. Outstanding, and it's just unbelievable. Okay. And here's some of the reasons why. Um, in the back of the pickup trucks, they, they either just fly out, they are in an accident, they fall out accidentally or slide with the back door that's open at the tailgate, people that leave the tailgates open. <gasps> um, dogs have gotten ki- lost or killed when they're excited in the pickup truck. The owners don't even realize that they're missing. They hit a hard bump, um, and the pet just goes flying out the back. Mm. I mean, come on. That's, you it's know what, just- I'm having a hard time even visualizing that. That's really upsetting. Okay, well, I have to tell you something. Now, this, and this is one of the reasons why, and this has stood in my head for years. When I first moved to Los Angeles, probably, uh, I'm here uh, maybe 22 years now, I was on Melrose Avenue, and I was at a, a very famous restaurant was there in the corner, and um, Donald Sutherland had just come out of the restaurant, and I, he caught my attention because he's tall, you know, he's got the white hair and stuff, so I happened to be looking in his direction, and... Right in front of Donald Sutherland was uh, a fellow in his, the one of those big black, you know, Ford trucks with the double wheels in the back and stuff. And he had his dog in the back of the bed of the truck. And he took off and the dog fell out <gasps> and he ran over his own dog. And the dog was on a leash. So the, the, the dog actually had enough leadway on the leash and he ran over the dog. And I know uh, uh, Donald Sutherland witnessed the whole thing. I saw it. It was just, it was horrifying. It's traumatic. So that, that stayed with me for a long time. And, and every time I see a dog sitting in the back of a pickup truck, and what people don't realize, too, is when you have your dog in the back of a pickup truck, and you, I'm sure you've seen it before on the freeways, you're driving on the freeway and you see someone with their dog in the back. There's also the, the wind and the dirt and debris that are flying in the back there and the oils and the soot and the, and the pollution it affects them, and you've you got to realize that you know, dogs have a way more s- stronger sense of smell. And, and sense of hearing, hearing and eyesight, which is why even you're even believe it or not, it sounds crazy, but you shouldn't let your dog 
out of the window with their head sticking out of the window. It looks cute if you've got them in the front seat or even the back seat and it's, and you're like, okay, well, it's kind of safe because they can't fall out. That's fine too, but it really does affect their eyesight. They need to be covered the same way that you would need to be covered. Yeah. So, and there's a company that makes what they call doggles, which are like goggles for dogs called doggles. So, uh, Google search doggles. Yeah. And then say that 10 times fast. Well, Google he- search doggles. Google search doggles. Well, here's the good thing about my stupid human trick. There are several local law enforcement working to, pro- uh, to, uh, pass these laws that will restrict pets from riding in the back of pickup truck beds. So even without the law, it makes sense to protect something many people consider part of their families. Keeping your pet healthy isn't just the right thing. It's the law. So remember that. I like that. And not only that, but losing a companion, the whole family becomes a victim. You know what I'm saying? It'd be different if it were were a, a singular thing. But when you have a companion that you love, and that companion gets lost in a traumatic way. You're traumatized. Everyone who loved that companion is traumatized. Every child who loved their companion is traumatized. It's traumatizing. So remember, this is about creating the proper investment instead of the traumatic investment. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that was my stupid human trick. So let's hear for the animals. <laughs> and let's hear for the humans. <laughs> well, for the humans that do that. Yeah that for the humans that do that plus like i said we've also what about next week we've always got to do a little plug for next week who are we having on next week's show our celebrity next guest week our celebrity guest is steve valentine <laughs> many of you many of you will remember steve from his uh his role as nigel on crossing jordan which crossing jordan ran for seven or eight seasons yeah. and now he plays the lead singer of a rock band called Weasel, uh, Iron Weasel, Iron Weasel <laughs> on I'm in the band. And That's right, we, on Disney XD. Yeah, and I took the lovely Daniela. We went to the taping of uh, I'm in the band this week, and um, she was really excited. She got to take a picture with Iron Weasel. And the whole it's cast, such a funny yeah. show. I mean, people, you know what? If, especially if you're into music and you grew up in the 80s, basically what, what Iron Weasel is is a band that had a hit song in the 80s. They lost their guitar player, and they end up putting this 16-year-old in the band as a guitar player, so it's a, it's a Disney show, mm-hmm. but it shows it, it it should definitely be a network uh, series. It, it rocks it, it, out. It's, it's so funny. It rocks it's out. So right funny. now, it's on Disney XD. But before yeah. you know it, who knows? Maybe ABC Family because ABC is Disney. ABC Family, and before you know it, maybe ABC. Yeah. So um, we got a little time before we got to break. Debbie, you want to tell them what the uh, Pet Flies giveaway is this week? Uh yes. Let me tell you about the. And Pet wait, Flies wait, hold giveaway. on. Let's give out the numbers too. The phone number to call in. Uh, 1-866-826-1340. That's area code 866-826-1340. Yeah, and then also, if you have any questions you'd like to text to us, the area code 310-245-2073. That's area code 310-245-2073. You know what? Let's tell them when we come back. We can do that. Yeah. And you know, Petflies is such a great company. They're another one that I love. They're always coming up with great new ideas. And, um, you know, let's give a shout out to Ta- Tammy Arnett and Petflies people Woo-hoo! there for donating these lovely gifts. Thank you for showing us yeah. the love. Okay, we'll be back. And uh, this is All Pause Pet Talk Radio. Hey, boy, how you doing? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I'm creating your own life book. It's a website that's just for you. Remember that picture I took of you pulling off Lisa's bathing suit? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Me too. I'm putting that awesome picture on your lifebook page. We'll see what comments we get. 
And that great video we took of you standing on the table with your head inside the turkey? That's definitely going on there. <coughs> no, it's easy. It only took me two minutes to set up your page. I chose a great theme, and I can connect with millions of other pet parents. I can also create a memorial life book. <coughs> no, not for Grandma, but we can make one for Fluffy, remember her? And we can even put links to our favorite pet charity, and friends can make donations. People can create their own life book for their pets by going to PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com or they can sign up on the Pet Life Radio homepage. <coughs> Where's Lisa? She's outside by the pool. Hey, come back here. <coughs> create your own life book for your pet. PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com Eat strong. Influenza. Irises. There are times when you need to know if your pet has a fever, but the two-person method of holding down your dog long enough to insert a thermometer is like torture for them and for us. Now there's new Thermopet, the world's first non-contact thermometer for dogs that delivers accurate results immediately. Thermopet is endorsed by leading veterinarians and is economical, affordable, and effective for home use. Thermopet comes fully assembled and it's easy to use. It can scan your dog's temperature in four different areas without any physical contact to your pet. No more rectal thermometers that no one likes. Thermopet is the latest technology that's now available for dogs. It provides both a clear digital readout and it speaks to you in English or Spanish. Go now to www.thermopet.com. That's T-H-E-R-M-O-Pet.com. Or find Thermopet on allpawspettalk.com. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We are back. Christopher Amoruso. And Deborah Wilson. All Paws Pet Talk Radio. 
Hey, Deborah, you know what? What? I got some exciting news today. Tell me. We have a couple of new markets that we're on. We're in Providence, Rhode Island now. Nice. And Boston, Massachusetts. In Boston. Hock the cob, I have it yard. Hey. Well, you know what's funny? People always ask me, where are you from, Boston? And the thing is, is like my accent has gone from... Long Island, New York to L.A. kind of mixed together, so it kind of becomes like mushed together, and people are like, Boston, right? I'm like, Boston, yeah, Boston, yeah. right? Long Island. You're from Long Island. Long Island. Long Island's New York. You want a cup of coffee? Coffee. That's what we do say, that coffee. You're going to have some coffee and cake? Coffee. All right, let's get to our Pet Flies trivia giveaway, because I can't wait to get to my stupid human trivia. Right. one 826 1340 is the number to call in. If you have the answers, you need to get the answers. To yes, phone. that's 866 866- 826-1340. And you tell him, Deborah, what is the prize we have to give away today? Oh, again, we are so grateful to Pet Flies. Um, here's what we've got. We were supposed to give it away last week and didn't have time because we had such an amazing, fun-filled, packed show. So we have the uh, uh, Urban Safari Pickup Pals, and it's a waste bag holder that is designed like a little animal. It's designed like a little African animal. It could be a zebra. It could be a lion. It's really, really cute. Uh, they have drabs as well and leopards. And what's nice about it, it has Velcro handles so that you stuff the bag inside the little animal and then use the Velcro handles either on your dog's collar or your dog's leash. Um, and you just pull the bag out right from there. It's a great, fun little thing. Not only that, but let's say, for example, you have a little kitty cat and you want to stuff it full of nip. There you go. It serves a dual purpose. Everything at Pet Flies is so pet friendly. You're going to really love it. So that's what we have for our giveaway. And like I said, even if you don't have a dog and want to pick up poop and you have a cat, stuff it full of nip. Get it for your cat. Call in now, and here is what we're going to do. We're going to do animal ditties all over again. Now, we did have uh, a winner last week who, uh, unfortunately, was not on the line, so we're going to repeat it. We're going to give you, actually, which is now, instead of three questions, we're going to actually give you two because this one already had an answer. We've already given it to you. Some of you may even looked it up last week and decided to call in but didn't get in uh, in time. So we're going to give it to you again along with two others. Now, when animal ditties, all you have to do is name the song. We're going to give you a hint. We're going to even tell you the rock band, and you have to name the ditty we're going to uh, talk about with the animal name in it. So they're all songs with animal names in it. So here we go. Number one, and this is what we did. We're going to give you three of them. And to win this Pet Flies giveaway, you have to get all three. Now, here's question number one. Although the 70s rock group America had a name, this animal doesn't have one in the title. So what's an America song from the rock group of the 70s that has an animal in the name? I'll give it to you again. You are not eligible, Horshack. Okay, so although the 70s rock group America has a name, this animal doesn't have one in the title. What is the name of the song? Now, number two. The Beastie Boys sang about this alcohol named after a primate. What's the name of that song? Ooh, ooh. Poor Shaq. The Beastie Boys sang about this alcohol named after a primate. So what is that song? And last but not least, this one is probably my favorite song of all time. Elton John remembers when Rock was young. He and Susie had so much fun. But do you remember the title? Okay, last time again. Elton John remembers when Rock was young. He and Susie had so much fun. But do you remember? Remember the title. So there you go. One song by America, another song by the Beastie Boys, and the third and final song by Elton John. They all have animals in the title, and that's how Animal Ditties goes. You know, the last, the last one that you gave, um, it's funny because 
as you know, uh, some people don't know, I grew up in a rock band with my three brothers, and that was one of the first songs that I learned. And my grandmother used to just say, please play that. Really? Yeah, and that was like <laughs> the favorite song, so... How sweet. memories of grandma. How sweet. Okay, so while we're getting uh, callers in, I'm going to tell you my stupid human trick. But first, I want to address what Miss Karen Watts has sent to us. And thank you, Karen, for listening, number one. We want to thank you for calling in. We want to thank you for listening. And we want to thank you for responding um, and even offering a suggestion. But here's why we call it stupid human tricks, because it really is about what stupid humans do. Those are their tricks. And we don't, again, we're not trying to make it like David Letterman. It's not supposed to be light and cute. Sometimes it can be, but the whole point is, is to turn the idea of the title, Stupid Human Tricks, on its ear and be different. Let David Letterman handle the light and cute. We're trying to handle something that's a little bit dark, but still something that can be brought to the attention like Chris did. Now, the man Russo, as I like to call him, not only talked about it, but he also gave a lot of really important and pertinent information. So I'm hoping that not only will you go, yeah, I would never do that, or if I notice someone doing it, I might make a suggestion, but I'm also giving information away at the same time based on the wisdom and the research of Mr. Christopher Amoruso. Can I so, give you a little intro for yours? Sure. Okay, no, we're no, gonna- no, we're going to save that to the end because we've got something special today. Not at all. Not don't you dare. Um, we've got something special today that's going to really flip this show to the next level, and we can't wait to share it for you. So do not, you do not want to miss the end of today's show. You do not. Okay, so my stupid human trick, and it's not so much a dark one, but it's just a pet peeve. Oh, did I actually ah, say pet peeve? Thank pet you. Peeve. <laughs> I'm so punny. <laughs> there we go. Okay. I have been seeing on the internet, and people have been giving me emails of pet guardians who are shaving their animals, um, dyeing their animals with hair dye to make them look like other animals or things. And at first when I saw that, I was a bit amused, but then my mind kept going to, well, why does the animal have to do that or look like that for a human's amusement? Granted, some of them are beautiful. They almost look like topiary if you're carving bushes, but... The amount of dye that has to be used, cutting them to look like that, I just think it's a bit much. I think it's stupid because it really is for human amusement. Now, it's okay if you, you know, dye the tip of your dog's hair because it's cute. But it's a whole other thing when the animal is designed to look like another animal basically for human amusement. The dog doesn't care. And I know that people are probably going to call in or probably going to email or text Chris saying, well, that doesn't hurt the dog. It doesn't injure the dog. But that's not my issue. It's not about whether it hurts or injures this companion. It's about how stupid this animal looks, basically, for our own amusement. You know, And I personally I don't want to see another animal look like that for a human amusement because it's so cool to put on the internet and share in an email. I just, I'm sick of it. That's my thing. And again, very personal for me, very personal for me. I like to see that animal look exactly the way God created it, quite frankly. Well, okay, well, here's my... <laughs> Ooh, counterpoint, I like that. I like that point and counterpoint. You know, and as much as, as an animal rights activist I am, it just, for some reason, it didn't bother me as much because... I watched, actually, there was, they had some news program on, and I was showing them doing it. And the dogs, I mean, it's just basically like them getting a, you know, a haircut and, and blow-dried and just getting groomed and stuff. And That's great, just, but again, not my issue. My issue is the fact that they're made to be amusement for human beings. That's all. I guess That's so. me. That's just my, that's my, just my little thing. And not, and not a big deal. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Just a little thing. Little thing. Tiny little thing. Tiny little. <laughs> but 
it's it's but you know what it's it's pretty awesome though when you look at some of the they work. are they're fantastic i mean they're like they're artists that are re- actually doing these things and they're, they're just like the work is incredible there's one i saw that was a dog that looked like a lion and I couldn't tell that it wasn't a lion. It looked like a stuffed lion. But see, here you're talking about it. So right. No, because re- they're amusing and they're fascinating. I just think that, you know, and again, I'm not saying that they're not amusing and they're not fascinating and they're not beautiful. I just think it because it's for human amusement, it's for humans to get it. It's like, I just don't want to do that to a, a companion animal or any animal for the amusement of myself. That's all. I think, and like I said, I've seen them before. And I saw one that was done up like a zebra with a, uh, or, or rather done up like a lion with a zebra biting its back. So this dog had so much fur, I don't know what it was, but it had so much fur that it was able to, the, the owner was able to, or the companion, the guardian took it someplace where it, was, it became like a work of art. Like I said, it's almost like topiary in a bush. And it made it look like there was a zebra actually attacking the back of a lion, which is touche on nature. But still, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's just me. Little, little tiny, little Well, tiny, I little. wonder, um, our in-house guest today, Dwight. Dwight, did you ever think about... Um you know, dying one of your uh, monkeys that you watch? Dwight says no, he never has because Dwight's a good man. Good man. <laughs> okay, we have um, on line one, we have uh, Chi. I guess that's the proper name. Uh, C-H-I-H-E on line one. So wait, I think we can cut this before commercial break. Chi, are you there? I am here. Can I call you Chi a pet? <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical. It's yeah, it's funny. actually you know what it's a chip. I oh. I think your uh, your engineer screwed up and and misspelled my name. But okay. you know engineers are like that. All right, chip. So uh, we not have- our engineer. Hey, I'm going to have to defend him. All right, let's try and get these answers before the commercial. All right, let's get our answers. So, what's the answer for number one? Although the '70s rock group America has a name, this animal doesn't have one in the title. Because I've been to a desert on a horse with no name. We didn't ask for any singing, Chip. We just asked for the answer. Thank yes, you. Yes, this isn't America's Got Talent, but thank you anyway. All right, and number two, the Beastie Boys sang about this alcohol named after a primate. Could that be brass monkey? Oh, someone's a drinking, thinking man. One and more, number three, more. Elton John remembers when Rock was young. He and Susie had so much fun. But do you remember the title? Holding hands and skimming stones, had an old something in a place of my own. Had an old, anyway, it was a Crocodile Rock, if I remember correctly. Chip, <laughs> Crocodile's Rock, but so do you. I love how we have to oh. give the, the whole verse. <laughs> no, All you right, guys Ch- rock. You guys rock. No, awesome. Chip, you rock. Chip, thanks so, Thank much. so hey, much. Hey, stand in line and now uh, we'll get your information. We'll send you out the Pet Flies Safari Pickup. Thank you. Have an oil-free weekend. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you know, you know what I wanted to tell you, Debra? Going back to the Pet Flies giveaways, the, the Safari Pickup Pals, now that I have no water, running water in my place, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're good for humans, too. Yeah, if you can make the bag big enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. well, Chip was pretty good. Yeah. That was good, Chip. He's, I bet you he's a fun guy at uh, barbecues. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he's a vegetarian. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, I have an idea. We can do something for 4th of July weekend. What? How about we go out to the Gulf and we kind of take some of the BP reps and we set them on fire? <laughs> <laughs> that's cruel. And that's mean. But I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting my ticket right now. $650 billion a day in oil and they can't spend just $250,000. Right. Oh, well. Guess what? We're going to break. When we come back, Joe Montaigne from Criminal Minds. Christopher Amoruso. And Deborah Wilson. All Pause Pet Talk Radio. Hey, love to read, but just never seem to have enough time to sit in one place long enough? 
for all of us on-the-go people, Audible has the answer. Best-selling audiobooks for your iPod or MP3 player. For Pet Life Radio listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. Choose from hundreds of today's bestsellers, including awesome pet books, such as Bad Dogs Have More Fun by Marley and Me author John Grogan, Love That Cat by Ingrid Newkirk, It's Okay to Miss the Bed on the First Jump, and Other Life Lessons I Learned from Dogs by Seinfeld's John O'Hurley, and many, many more. To download your free audiobook today, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash pet talk, P-E-T-T-A-L-K. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com forward slash pet talk for your free audiobook. Is your dog fearful during thunderstorms? Or does your dog show anxiety and stress in social situations? Now you can give your dog a therapeutic hug with the original Anxiety Wrap. The Anxiety Wrap was developed by a professional dog trainer and is made of lightweight, breathable fabric that targets key acupressure points to create a calm, comforting effect on your nervous or hyperactive dog. The original Anxiety Wrap has been featured on NBC's Today Show and has received great reviews in many publications, including the Boston Globe. It's used by pet owners, veterinarians, and trainers all over the world. To order the original Anxiety Wrap, go to www.anxietywrap.com. That's anxietywrap.com. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Pets can be a wonderful addition to your life because they're a member of the family. Keeping them healthy and happy is important. Pet Life Radio presents The Pet Doctor with veterinary media consultant and veterinarian Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Whether you have a dog, cat, reptile, or rabbit, you'll find answers for your pets straight from the vets. The Pet Doctor, on demand every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com We are back. Christopher Amoruso and Deborah Wilson. All pause. Pet Talk Radio. Oh, Deborah, I'm so excited. No, you've actually been excited since last week. Well, I get excited, yeah. You know, when something good happens, it just it keeps me going. It's that drive. It's that LA drive to like, you know, look forward to something. So here it is, our fourth week, and we have a huge star on the phone with us and a special guest, one of my dear friends, the nicest guy in Hollywood, 
Mr. Joe Montaigne. Oh, he deserves that. Come on, give it up. He deserves the clap. Hey, Not that clap. He deserves Chris, how you doing, pal? Hey, Joe, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for the great intro. That's, oh, uh, that deserve, made my week. <laughs> you deserve nothing better, Joe. Wow. Well, thanks, so, pal. I, I, you know, I'm just so excited about you and your career. Now, now, first thing I have to start off, and I always say this to you, and this is one of the first things I said to you when I met you. Now, by the way, Deborah, I'm going to tell you actually how I met Joe Montaigne. Okay, Joe and his wife Arlene had opened up a restaurant here in Burbank, California, called Taste Chicago, which is um, it's. Chicago style pizza and Italian food. And Trust me, I know. I've had it and it's great. And I was sitting there. I went one night. It was a hot summer night and I showed up there and I had little Stella Blue with me, my little Chinese crested. And I sat on the patio out front and there was Joe and, and all these celebrities were out there just kind of hanging out and just, just feeling the vibe. And Joe personally walked up to me and asked me if I wanted a bowl of water and maybe something to eat for Stella Blue. Talk about a gracious human being. Yeah. That's how it, and that's how it started. And I said to Joe, what was my first thing? Hey, Joe, do you have any pets? I'd love to do some photographs of you. And then I, I had given you a copy of my book. And he's looking. He's like, hey, that's my friend. Those are my friends. Those are my friends. And it was just great. And then we totally hit it off from there. And that's how Hollywood works, yes. ladies and gentlemen. That is how Hollywood yes. works. And I'll tell you how else Hollywood works. I actually am associated to you, Mr. Montagna, through, through like, there's that, always that degree of separation, like with Kevin Bacon. You right. actually did a film with a friend of mine who was one of the producers and actors. You did The House That Jack Built. Oh, right, yeah. Yes, sure, and I sure. were on the red carpet, and someone took pictures of us together. We were, I weren't standing directly together, um, but we were standing together. So I am associated to you that way. And, of course, I've met you a number of times because you also hosted an event of Christopher Amoruso's, where he had these amazing paintings that he was actually selling, or not really selling, but auctioning off for a channel for an, an animal rights organization, and you were there as well, so right. gracious hosting it. Yes. And prior to that, many years ago, I got a chance to see you do a play, uh, and, and you so wonderfully came in at the last minute and did it, and it was a play about um, an AA meeting. Do you remember that? Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, a good yes, friend so of mine, uh, Bobby Moresco, uh, his theater. Uh, yeah, they, they, I'm trying to think of the title of the play now. But, uh, yeah, they kind, I kind of, you know, that's like walking the tightrope sometime when a friend calls you and says, hey, we'd love you to come in and, you know, do this part in a play. You've got, like, 48 hours to learn it and a little monologue and whatever. But it was great. I had a good time. I wound up doing it a couple times. And, uh, but that's, that's, the, that's life, life, life as an actor. Oh, let me just tell you, I'm stalking you, Joe. I'm stalking you, Joe. <laughs> so, Joe, that's I, all right. At my I, age, I appreciate any stalkers I can get. You know what I mean? Now, Joe, I have photographed you several times with your pets, and you're a pet guardian to two beautiful dogs, Chooch and Roxy. Yep. And, and now I've recently uh, photographed you for the cover of Cat Fancy magazine. You have uh, two beautiful cats, right? It was it was two. Well, you know, we've now we've got three dogs and three cats. We've we've moved up. You know, we added a dog. We added a Yorkie uh, uh, named Holly. And then when my daughter was in France, she came back with a you know. When my daughter G is away for more than two weeks, there's a good chance she's going to come back with an animal. So. So she, she came back from, from Paris with a, a beautiful Siamese uh, named Juliette. So uh, we're, we're officially outnumbered here now with the three dogs and the three cats. But you, yes, you, you photographed most of the dogs and most of the cats, and we'll, we'll get to the other cat and dog, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and, and your dog, Roxy, was named after your uncle, Roxy, who owns 
the Rainbow. Well, my, and uncle, the my uncle Mario, who actually yes, is one, one of the owners of the Rainbow and the Whiskey Go Go and the Roxy, exactly. And so, because uh, we call the dog Roxy Rainbow, kind of named after the club on Sunset. So, so uh, yeah. And ironically, you know, we just we just moved into another house up in the hills here, and and, and the next door neighbor has a dog named Roxy. So it gets a little confusing when we hear people calling for Roxy, but it's great. Now, Joe, I mean, you know, the, uh, I was what I was saying at the very beginning when we first started talking to you. So one of my favorite movies that you were in may not be one of your favorites, but you did a movie called Airheads, which was the funniest movie to me still. And, and it's actually it's going on to like what Steve Valentine has done with the 80s rock bands yeah. and just playing on that whole the, the, the whole spoof of the music industry. And a lot of big stars came out of that movie. Steve Buscemi, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah Chris Farley. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, it, it, it's, it's become like a cult film. It's certainly a, a, a cult classic, especially about that, that, that heavy metal set and the, and the people who, uh, you know... Uh, the rock and rollers, and so um, yeah, that, no, it was a lot of fun. I, I, I remember doing that very well. God, it's, it's probably about ten years ago now, though. Uh, yeah, but born. you're also still doing Fat Tony on The Simpsons, and I know people will recognize that voice. And for every Simpsons aficionado like myself, you are Fat Tony on The Simpsons. Oh yeah, well I've, I've been doing that for now eighteen years. It's my longest running character, and uh, I've actually got an episode coming up in about. I have to record a new episode of Fat Tony in about a week from now. And uh, yeah, they tell me that's the longest, longest running guest character they've had. Now uh, I've done the most episodes, I guess. So if some, for some reason, Fat Tony seems to resonate with the public. So I'm happy to do it. And let's not forget your critically acclaimed role as Dean Martin in the Rat Pack. Yeah, I love doing was... that. That was that was a real labor of love in the sense that the, Dean was somebody I've just admired all my life, and to get the opportunity to portray him in a film was. Uh, it was it was it was scary, but 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 just thrilling. So I I, I think the film came out very, very well. I'm very happy with it, and and so um, yeah, that that that'll go down as one of my favorite roles ever, without question. I have a question. How long have you been an, an, an animal lover? Because a lot of times people think, well, a celebrity, when they get rich, they get famous, they get their pets, their pets are always photographed with them. But did you grow, did you grow up with, with companions like that? You know what's funny is I didn't grow up a lot with a, like various pets because we never, I never lived in a house. You know, my father never, we never owned a home, so we are always in rented apartments. So it kind of was restricted as to what kind of pets we could have. So to tell you the truth, I always grew up with like parakeets. I mean, that was, that was the pet of choice when you lived in apartments back then but when my wife and i got together and i'm talking we've been together a long time we've been together since the 60s we discovered we both had a real liking for cats and we wound up adopting a couple cats that uh were just you know they were they were they were strays that that a friend had had and was taking care of and he was starting to neglect them and we just we took him in and uh, they lived with us for a long time and and uh and that's when we realized you know, it was something probably we both missed in our childhood because my wife didn't have pets as a, as a young child either. So we really gravitated toward cats. And so we always had cats around and, uh, you know, adopted, you know, numerous cats over the years. And then when we had children of our own, uh, especially our youngest daughter, Gia, was such an animal lover. I mean, to the point where she, she encouraged one of her friends to become a veterinarian because Gia, Gia knew it wasn't in her. Once she was exposed to it, she saw what a real veterinarian has to do and just couldn't handle that aspect of it. But the friend that she talked into going on a field trip to the 
veterinary clinic. To this day, is studying veterinary science at Cornell University. So, um, so Gia has always been into to pets, and uh, she was such a dog lover that we knew we'd have to relent. And these two cat people would often expand our horizons and get into dogs as well, and so we did, and and that's why to the, today we <laughs> we have a mini menagerie here. And for those of you who don't know, Joe's daughter Gia is also an actress who was in the uh, big Christmas time movie called Unaccompanied Minors. And she also has her own show coming out on Nickelodeon, right? Yeah, she's got a series coming out called Gigantic, which starts in the fall that she did with, uh, with Grace Gummer, who's Meryl Streep's daughter. Um, so uh, they've shot 18 episodes of that, and that should be a lot of fun. And I think Gia looks like she's on her way to Barcelona to do a film. She just, she just got that a few days ago. And, so she's going to be spending the summer in Spain. So my, my daughter's living the life that I had hoped to live at her age. Uh, but it's great. She, she deserves it. She's worked very hard and very talented. and, and uh, So it's, 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 it's all good. Now, hey, was, you deserve it as well. Now, was that something well, that you Well, I'd like to think so. I've, I've been at it a long time. This is, my, this is my 42nd year in professional show business. So I, I, put in yeah. my, I put in my time, if nothing else. Yes, you have. And now you're you're uh, starring on Criminal Minds, which is another brilliant show that's been standing the test of time. And um, yeah, I yeah actually, Criminal Minds has been great. I mean, I'm entering my the show's entering its sixth season. It'll be my fourth season, and uh, it's just a wonderful group of people. Very smart, intelligent, talented people. We take it very seriously. The show. I just got back from Europe. You know, we were traveling. Um, Doing publicity throughout France and uh, and uh, Monte Carlo and in London and um, the show is hugely popular in Europe. It's the number one show in France right now and and uh, it's just nice to nice to feel that you know the, the, all the hard work seems to be paying off even internationally. That people appreciate you know what we're trying to do and and uh, so I'm, I'm very happy to be on it. That's nice. And Joe, I had an experience with you on the on the uh, set of Criminal Minds where I came down and I actually went into the morgue with you and jumped yeah, on the slab. We did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we'll all get there someday. There, Chris, as I recall. You know what's funny about that, Joe? Is I posted that picture up and I wrote, "Listen, I go, this is a once in a lifetime thing," and I I couldn't pass it up. And then actually, someone wrote back and goes, "Actually, it's not a once in a lifetime thing. You will be there again one day." Yeah, <laughs> this is true. It's a preview of perhaps things that come in everyone's life. But uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And it was, uh, and, and, and I mean, I'm not just saying this because I'm on the show with you, but you are my, you are and always have been my favorite photographer. You know, you've done. Uh, you're my always been my photographer of choice. You know, you did my cover shot when I was on Smoke Magazine and and quite a few other publications. So I mean, you you besides being a dear friend, you're you're you are great at what you do, my friend. Thank you, I appreciate that, Joe. How about a hand for myself? There you go. <laughs> hey, Joe, we have a question. That someone just texted in. Um, yeah. They want to know: Did you encourage your daughter to get into acting, or was this something that they did, uh, what she did by herself? Yeah, you know, I did not encourage her because, and not that I was against it. It's just that I always, I, I, I'm a firm believer of that. You have to find your own path in life, and that if it, would, it would be wrong to outwardly influence anybody. You know, now obviously she was exposed to it all her life. She's been around it, so it, it had no mystique to her, and I think she gravitated toward it just naturally. But. Um, you know, you have to back it up. You have to have the talent. You have to have the 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 the, the willpower, the desire. It, it, it takes a lot of things to, to, to ultimately make it in this business. So 
all I did was I was supportive once she expressed an interest for it, but I never pushed her or, or encouraged her, but I never discouraged her either. I always said, look, my parents, for me to become an actor was such an anomaly. I mean, from my background, for me to become an actor, I might as well have said I was going to become a Martian for a living. But I, I did because that's all I ever really wanted to do once I was exposed to it. And I think she felt the same way. Once she got exposed to it, she, something in her said, I really love this. I really want to do this. So my, my feeling was, well, go ahead. Uh, in a way, it's going to be a little harder for you because the, you know, the expectations are going to be high because people are going to say, well, gee, your dad's a professional actor. Let's see what you got, you know. Uh, and they don't give you these jobs for free. I mean, they, you've got to back it up. And so... Once I saw how much talent she really had, I I, I was confident that if she really applies herself, I think she has a place in this business. So uh, to answer the question, no, I didn't didn't, uh, encourage her or discourage her, but I'm certainly supportive of of her, regardless of what choices she makes. As I have my other daughter, Mia, who has an interest in makeup and, uh, you know, would like to maybe do something in the makeup field. Yes, we love Mia. Mia's adorable, and she she has uh, found... Uh, uh, a thing that she a passion she really loves Deborah and it's the makeup and um, you know a, a makeup artist that works with me all the time she was very impressed with a, f- a few of her jobs and oh that's right yeah that's right we had the opportunity yeah, to put my them daughter, together Mia, she, uh, she has a, she's a, a child with autism she's not really a child now she's a young young woman but be- because of that it it, it 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 handicaps her in some ways but in some ways it's almost like um uh, gives her some kind of extra abilities and and focus and and certain things that she's very into and and like the world of makeup is part of it. So as are the cats. Ironically enough, Mia has a very strong bond with the cats, and I really feel that it has something to do with the autism because people with autism, there is almost a cat-like quality that they possess, and I think the cats sense it in her, and she senses it in them. Wow. What a special connection. Animals always have a special connection with humans, and it's really great when we gravitate towards that special connection and, and really accept it and embrace it. Wonders and miracles take place when that connection happens. Yeah. Absolutely. And, might I say, Joe, that both of your daughters and your family, your wife, your family, I mean, everybody is just, they're so pleasant. I mean, you know, G is doing her acting thing now, but she she's like you. You'll meet her for the first time. She's just a pleasure to be around. And... You know, well, like I said, there's two people in Hollywood that really are like the, the nicest people in Hollywood, and that's you and Henry Winkler. Well, thank you, Chris. That's a, that, that's a compliment because I know Henry, and he is a sweetheart. And I mean, my, my feeling is look, we all do what we do in life. And I mean, I, I know I'm in a very public profession, but that doesn't make what I do any more important or, or give me any more rights to, to be uh, uh, any, anything but just a, you know, you know, a person just like anybody else. So, uh, I mean, I just try to live my life. I mean, talking about Dean Martin, that's the way I kind of want to live my life. Just he, he, His attitude was always like, hey, let's take it nice and easy. You know, let's not make it any more difficult than we need to. And, that, and that's kind of how I feel. It's, um, yeah, I feel blessed. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here right now on my, on, my, on my deck of my house, and I'm looking out at the hills, and I'm thinking, gee, you know, what did I do right to deserve all this in life? So, I mean... You want to just share it, pass it around, and, and, and treat people as you hope they're going to treat you, and then, and that's it. We're only on this planet so long, and there's, you know, life's too short to, to, to ruin it by being a jerk. You know, if you can help. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not even Sunday, and I'm right there with you. Woo, Lord. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. There and you know, Joe, Joe and I have a, another passion to, uh, that we share is the, the passion for old cars. 
and we hit yes. just about every car show, and we we put our cars in the shows together, and we right. Hey, and I just got just, some great photos from George Barris. You know, when you and I know we're both uh, out at the uh, you know Barris's custom car show just a few months ago. I was lucky enough to be the grand marshal this year, and and uh, George just sent over some great photos. Uh, and I know you and your lovely fiance are are in there. You know some of the photos with me, and it's great. You know, you know it's you know it's funny about um, we love George. I mean, George is just like he's just so amazing. And and the funny thing about him is he's all about photographs, and he will just take pictures and go out of his way to print them up and to personally, individually mail photos to every person. Yes, yes. And he does you do know, that. yeah, he loves that. It's great. And he was so, my hero. I tell you, when I was a teenager, he was my hero. He was, you know, I was living in Chicago growing up, and I was into cars, you know, model cars, just like all the kids were. And and George Barris was this mis- mis- mythical figure out in California. And the fact that now I, I, uh, you know, live just a few blocks away from his shop and 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 know him so well as you do, and uh, it's it's another one of those dreams come dream come true things where one of your heroes as a child you grow up to have a connection with later in life yeah and joe tell us just really quick because you had your car since you were 18 or 16 no uh, 19 i bought it in uh yeah i bought the car in 1967 i was in junior college it was a 1947 buick it was 20 years old when i bought it and i just saw a for sale sign on it in the town i was living in this little town cicero illinois i was going to junior college i bought it for like 225 dollars i think and for some reason, I mean, I'm crazy that way. I kept, uh, I kept the car. I kept it in a garage. A friend let me store it in his car- garage in Indiana for, it was actually a barn in Indiana for over 20 years uh, because <laughs> I had no money, couldn't really fix the car up. Uh, after And I drove it for about five, six years. I was in a band back then in the 60s. And then as my career got to, got going and I started doing well out here in California, uh, 25 years later, my friend calls me saying he was going to move from this, a rural area in Indiana and says, what do you want to do with the car? And I realized the car had been sitting in his barn all these years. I says, you know what? Uh, it, it would be wrong of me not to follow through. So put it on a flatbed and send it out to California, which he did. And it was a little frightening when it arrived because it needed so much work. I literally had to restore it from the ground up. But I did. And so I have one of those rare kind of like, instances where I have, I still own my very first car that I've owned, you know, now for over 40 uh over 40 years and it, and it looks story, beautiful it's totally restored and it's, and it's won awards at car shows that story has quite a romantic feel to it well you know it does because you know my wife and i we've been married for over um 30 years now and she remembers i do we both remember dating in the car Wow! Wow! That's a story I'd like to hear about at another time. Yeah, and, there you go. And you know, Deborah, the car's so beautiful and it's so big, and he, he restored it. And like one of the last car shows, like Joe and I, and we just we just sat in the car. I was in the back seat. I felt like I was in a living room. We would just sat there and just talked, and it was like a great day. And just and and the amusing thing was is watching the people come up. You know, fans of Joe's coming up to the window. It was like a, <laughs> like it was like a surf through window. You know, it kept coming up and. <laughs> You know, we were just we were having a blast that day. It was just really fun. Ah, oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, great. when a car was a car. <laughs> Joe, I just we have to thank you for coming onto the show and taking time out from your busy schedule. I know you're on uh, break right now, and then you're going back to Criminal Minds. Yeah, um, we start shooting in about ten days, and we'll start our season six. And uh, but it's been a great hiatus. Like I said, we got to do some traveling and 
Uh, I got to host the, uh, my ninth year with the National Memorial Day concert this past Memorial Day in Washington, which was a great event, and, and travel in Europe with the family and the hometown of Chicago. So it's, I've had an eventful summer so far, but look forward to getting back on the show in about uh, two weeks now. Yeah, and Joe actually invited myself and the lovely Daniela because we're going to go. Um, one of you said the first first episodes has got Tim Curry is going to be guest starring on. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because he, uh, we finished last season with a, kind of a cliffhanger with Tim, and uh, so we're going to be picking up where we left off. So, uh, so I'll look forward to seeing you and Danielle uh, joining Fans me in about ten days or so. Rocky Horror Picture Show, Sweet Transvestite. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's one of my heroes. Great actor. <laughs> Joe, thank you so much, and let's, uh, you know, maybe we'll hook up this weekend, because it's just one of those things, you know, just call up, hey, Joe, let's meet over at the restaurant, and you just go over. Absolutely. It's a Good outcome, I'll be there. There you go. So, Excellent. Right, so, Joe, thank you so much, Criminal Minds, CBS. Another episode of The Simpsons in their 20th year, Mr. Joe Montaigne in his 18th as Fat Tony. That's Woo! it, I'll, I'll have Fat Tony say goodbye to you. Wait, hold on. Tony, are you here? Yeah. How are you? Nice to be on your show. I like pets, dogs, cats, whatever. All right, Tony, give me the phone. There you go. <laughs> Boy, I can't stop oh, I'm, I'm stalking you. I am so stalking you. You should not have done that. I am so stalking you. There you go. So I just can't get rid of them sometimes. Joe, thank you so much. We love you. We'll, we'll see you soon, and thanks for being on, and maybe we'll have you as a guest in the future, too. My pleasure. Take care, you guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Woo! Joe Montaigne. Gracious, lovely, wonderful, great stories. I'm so Wait, giving him a standing him. ovation right now. <laughs> See, and this is what I deal with on, on a daily basis in L.A. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just been a, a, a great experience for me for what I do. And, and again, Deborah, like I had explained to you a long time ago, it's like I get to do this and I love what I do, but I also get to tie in really good animal issues yes you know because um you know there it, there it is again joe shows up and he is there for you know my events and for charities for animals for last chance for animals was the last one that he hosted we were doing a fundraiser for that and he graciously took his time and came and supported the animals so and you know now that we've got uh, you know two new markets hi boston Hi, Boston. And, and definitely in Rhode Island and Rhode Island. You know, a lot of them have this idea that Hollywood has just these elitist actors who are celebrities and, and international stars that might be snooty and, and, and in the lap of luxury and opulence and they pay no attention to the regular people. It really does show you every week that on a show like this and what Hollywood is, we're representing the best of who we are as human beings, the best of who we are as companion, uh, towards our companion animals and the best of who we are as really wonderful, sentient beings towards other human beings. And it's you know great. what? Let's not forget next week we have uh, the, the, the talented Steve Valentine. Yes. Give a hand. Oh, uh, uh, we, hand, 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 hand. Steve Valentine. Okay, so we want to close this show this week. Uh, another great show, by the way, with a little ditty. And we'll do a little wrap-up ditty. So here we go. We may get cut off, but if we get it, we'll get it in. Here we All go. All right. Here we go. Okay. We have had our show. We had our show. We had our show. We had our show. But it's time to go now. It's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go now. A real good show. A real good show. A real good show. A real 
but we have to go now. It's time to go, but we have to go, but we have to go now. For sure we'll be here next week. And we know it's gonna be sweet. Come on, Chris. Our guest was Joe Montaigne. And we talked about his pets. About his pets. About his pets. About his pets. Big Joe Montaigne. Joe Fat Tony. Chooch, Roxy, and his cats. Oh! 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 You can catch Joe every week on Criminal Minds on CBS. 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 Until next time. Until next time. Another guest, Steve Valentine. Steve Valentine. Yeah. So for now, we gotta go on All Pets Talk Radio. out let's talk pets every week on demand only on petliferadio.com